2: Steelers, Bills, 1 o'clock Sunday. Doran Dickerson played in Buffalo. Doug Whaley, the GM of the Bills. So who better to break it all down with than these two guys? Good morning, Doug. Morning,
3: fellas. Playoff morning. Playoff week morning.
2: Doug, we'd be firing people right now if they didn't make the playoffs. This is much more fun. We can fire people whenever. This is so much more fun.
3: Or as the national media, some people may want to take a step away, take a breath
4: start start there. You want to start Start there? there. Someone
3: wants to start there. I I, I didn't think about it until you were talking about it, but yeah, I mean, is it possible? And and what we are talking about,
2: just to set it up for the people out there, if you don't know what we're talking about, Adam Schefter, Jay Glazer, yesterday, Peter King, all seem to think that Mike Tomlin, in the near future, could decide, eh, let me just take some time off before getting back into coaching. All right, there you go. I set the scene.
3: Right. In the near future. I could of course he's coached for 17 in the near future. Of course he's going to take a step away and probably retire. Now if they said this year, then that to me holds more weight. That's just throwing out their speculation and if he something happens, I told you so in the next two or three years. To me, I don't see that because if it was if let me put it this way, if he was going to do that, I thought he would do it when his kids get into college to be able to go see him. Two three years ago, he had enough money in the bank. He had established himself as arguably a Hall of Fame coach. Then, why not take those times off, do media, be at your all your guys, all your kids' college games, and then step back in after that? Now his kids are out of going to be out of college, except his daughter. Is he going to go see all our, his their gymnastic meets? I think their season's kind of a, a time where he has some off time where he can hop in a private jet go down to Georgia or Atlanta or wherever she is, come back and still do. So to me, I, I I don't see this in the near future, but as they say, we shall see.
4: Could this be a negotiation tactic? Because obviously he's probably going to want more control, and who doesn't want more money? You think he's using this, floating this out there, or people are floating this out there, his, his agents floating this out there for him to get more money?
3: I don't see that just because he knows who he, he's dealing with. The Rooneys don't fall for that mm-hmm. the Rooney's aren't going to sit there and say oh you're going to negotiate in the media come on that they're two of astute business well, football business people to fall for that and how is that negotiation oh you want to go go ahead what you want me to give you more money to say what it's we want volunteers not hostages mm-hmm. they would turn that on him
2: Art Rooney II during training camp told this to Steelers.com quote we've done the contract at different points People seem to read more into that than is warranted. I expect Mike to be here for a lot longer than the existing contract. So I don't think him getting a contract is is what he would be angling for here anyhow. I think if this was floated by him or his agent, I think it would be about power. About my offensive coordinator just got yanked out from under me. You know, They're going to be a new hire. I'd like to have final decision making. We've all been told that Terrell Austin's contract's up at the end of the year. I think he wants power. If it is a negotiation ploy, I think it's more about you know, the front office restructuring and the power, not so much am I going to get a contract.
3: But again, if he's doing it the smart way, he's been around Art long enough, you don't do this through the media. You even tell your agent, you do not do this. I have a enough respect for how they conduct their business and what they've done for me and my family to make me have generational wealth, I'm going to sit down man to man and let's hash this out. So to me, I think it's great for us. We can talk about it. I just don't see that's who put it out there, his agent or himself telling his agent to do it. Cause I just think, like I said, he has too much respect for how the Roonies and Art handle his business.
4: This is trying to be a big story, but I think that we could end this story with you Mm -hmm. and your comments and thoughts on it. Kenny Pickett is still the number one quarterback on the depth chart. Mason Rudolph is the number two quarterback on the depth chart. Mason Rudolph is obviously starting this game and is the hot hand. Mike Tomlin was asked the question about are they going to fix the depth chart and why haven't they fixed the depth chart. And, and anything reading into that, um, I think people are uh, you know, kind of making that a topic right now. Do you read into – the depth chart changes, or the depth chart staying the same, even though Mason still is the starter now?
3: Here's the thing I was thinking about that depth chart thing, and it it's added to the fact of everything that has happened to Mason throughout his career, and I'm saying this right now. Next year, Kenny Pickett will be the only quarterback that is on the roster now that is on the roster next year. Mason and Mitch will be gone. Think about this. What's that Mike Jones song? back then you didn't want me, now I'm hot, you're all on me. So they're going to have to either overpay for Mason to come back because Mason's going to say, wait a minute, you drafted me, you've given me no love. You've shown me no love. You've said there's an open competition two years ago. Not at all. Now I haven't even got any reps until just recently. You put Mitch in front of me. You knew what you had in me, and now in the icing on the cake, you won't even put me as a starter? Peace. Unless you you show me – The biggie bag. So you think the depth
2: chart is just a way to kind of appease Kenny. Hey, we're probably not going to have Mason Rudolph next year. We're still going to have Kenny as the one. I'm going to come out and say it's all about the hot hand, not that he's our guy. And that way you can kind of save Kenny's feelings if and when he's your guy
3: next season. Correct. And Mason's going to say, I'm going to go – because think about it. I'm going to go somewhere where I'm unequivocally wanted and have a serious and legitimate shot to be the starter. If he's coming back here, he's going to be like, wait a minute, you said this before, and I'm going to have to knock out the champ because Kenny's the champ, and I mean it. He's a hometown guy, a first-round pick. I'm going to have to knock him out, and you haven't given me a legitimate chance to do it before, and guess what? You just showed your cards right there by not putting me as number one in a playoff game, which I got you there on a three-game winning streak.
2: I'm out. GM Doug Whaley, if you were in quarterback purgatory going into next year, like mm-hmm. if you if you had, I don't know if you had Gardner Minshew as your quarterback, you're the Indianapolis Colts general manager, and maybe you want to move in a different direction. Would you be attracted to Mason as as a maybe a stopgap and just see, okay, maybe he could be our guy for the to keep the seat warm for a I'll little bit. I'll give you a
3: better one. Denver Broncos. Move on from Russell. This guy will be a legitimate stopgap the way he's playing now. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, it's a short sample size, but there's been people that got paid for a lot less of a sample size. So I would, yes, I could see him playing in a place like Denver and doing what he can do. Think about this Sean Payton doesn't need a mobile quarterback. So that type of offense, that timing, hmm. precise accuracy type thing, every once in a while, calculate a deep shot. Kind of just fits what he does, so that's that's the, that's the one I would look for.
2: Man, what if he winds up going on a little bit of a run
4: here? Huh? You got to pay him. You got to pay. You got to pay him more yeah, than so what that, anybody how else. How about would that? Pay him. So if he yeah. does go on a run, say they go to AFC Championship game, do you put the bag in front of him?
3: I think you do. But but again, it, you're going to even have to overpay from someone else because of the way you have treated him.
2: Yeah, the money's gonna have to do the talking because your yeah. word doesn't mean jack did. Yeah. So if
3: if Denver's ask offer offering twenty a million a year, he's gonna say that's not a hometown discount. I'm giving you a hometown extra points on it. Mm-hmm. You gotta pay the VIG.
2: Yes. Yeah. And, and let's face it. it,
3: I mean, he was three
2: weeks away, you know, from never playing quarterback in the NFL before. Yeah. You know, Doran and I were talking about this yesterday. <laughs> He'd be silly not to just take all the money he possibly oh. can. Mm-hmm. Like to go from maybe I'm working in the financial sector. Right. To this? Give me the bag. No Absolutely doubt. give me yes. the bag. Absolutely. Doug Whaley in with us here in studio. The fan hotline is presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. Let's talk about the game. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the playoff game coming up next. We'll do that with Doug Whaley. You can hit us up on Twitter. Brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at
0: southhillskia.net. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? the spring back into your step and into your home too shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45 percent up to 45 percent off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply
1: you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fan
2: Text Line brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. And the Fan Morning Show is brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing, Doug Whaley, and with us for the entirety of the hour. We're going to be doing a show 6 until 8 p.m. on Friday night.
3: Doug, yes. breaking it all down. Just for your happy hour enjoyment.
2: That's right. We, we don't, we pull out. All the stops when the Steelers are in the playoffs. I wasn't invited. That's right. That's nice. No, we're trying to save your arm. Oh, you, you know, if you will. For what? Oh, you just leave because I'm going to be off for three weeks starting next Wednesday. I go on paternity leave. You're going to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting. I'm mm. you know, just going to going to
3: pull some of the innings off of your back. That's mm. all it is. Okay. You know, it's actually a respect thing. Oh, mm-hmm. oh okay. Yeah. So let me ask you this, one, and this is totally off the subject about your paternity. Leave. Congratulations, by Thank the way. You. Now. Is it better to have it early or maybe later, the paternity leave, or do you have to take it when they're born? I can take it whenever I want. I get six
2: you. weeks, six weeks paid, baby. You gotta love America. You gotta love Odyssey. Six weeks paid. I can take it whenever I want, okay. but I, I need to take it initially because I got you. Three thirty wake ups. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, this this ain't the so, best schedule for baby.
3: I don't no. think this is the best schedule. After, you get, after yeah. you get into a routine, after you get in a routine, because you can be wake up. up and yeah, and feed right. the baby, and then, and then go, to, go work. to work,
2: and then when you get back, I ain't never going to sleep though. Like we're gonna try to do. My wife's gonna take the night shifts. You know, wake up, feed the baby before I leave. I'll feed the baby, right. but then when I get home, she's going to bed, and it's all me and the baby. Yeah. So I'm just never gonna sleep. Which but actually might aid the show. You might get wild Crowley saying stupid things about chicken wings. But who knows?
3: those first three weeks, they they sleep a lot anyway. So you can be able to. Are are you a napper? Buddy, yeah, no, oh, you'll be fine. I'm the I'm the Bill Belichick of napping. <laughs> right, yeah, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But I'd take the other three weeks when it's when they start moving. That's when it really gets oh, hectic. Well, and that's y- when you need some help. You know, when the life. other
2: three weeks come in, Doug. Yeah. You know, th- she's gonna start moving around the summertime. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, oh, yeah. st-
3: maybe stack that with a nice yeah. vacation time. Eh? You know, nah, four or five yeah. weeks I mean, out the middle of the side. That's what I was hinting to. It. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, said the qu- I
2: said the quiet part out loud. Uh, this segment brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Reserve your consultation today at awaken180weightloss.com. No one in this room, I mean, Doran, you played there, but no one in this room, no one who's going to be on the radio here in Pittsburgh today is going to understand the pressure of being in Buffalo like you, Doug. Like the 90s, I'm sure weighed even on you, as the decision maker for that franchise, because yeah. every little thing has to probably get poked and prodded and pried and looked at, because you know they were losers. Yeah, uh, I I think I heard um Pompiani say, "Boy, I love losing Super Bowls." Is the acronym for the Bills like? How did you feel that pressure as
3: the GM? Well, the pressure as the GM as and just anybody in Buffalo is that is something that cannot be duplicated. especially the way the system is now, but you're held to that standard, just like the Steelers and when they went on the run with the four Super Bowls. Everybody in Pittsburgh holds the Steelers to that standard. So for the Bills, not only is that that standard, but they had such a long stretch without finding a quarterback to help them even try to get close to that standard. Now that they do have it, when they start calling a quarterback, baby Jesus, that lets you know what they think – of him and how that franchise is just part of the fabric of their society, and everybody talks about football being a religion in the South. The Bills are religion in Buffalo yeah. and Western New York. Again, your quarterback—it's Baby Jesus. Uh, whenever
4: and whenever you pay a quarterback, and he deservedly, you know, should be paid high uh-huh. level. I mean, he's one of the you know most talented quarterbacks in the league. Uh, and then you have a Stefan Diggs and, you know, you have a lot of components that it's like, OK, like we've made a couple tries at this, but mm-hmm. we fell short. If you're Sean McDermott right now and you somehow do lose to the Steelers, what is your seat feeling like? Like, what are what's the thought about Sean McDermott if they don't make a run this year after they've been so close? And it's like, OK, it's almost it feels like make a break to me. For the Bills. They yeah. found their way into the playoffs, and then now it's like, okay, if they lose to the Steelers in the first round, what is it feeling
3: like? I, I think it all depends on how they lose. If it's one of those late-game decisions that he blows again, then the seat gets extremely hot. If it's one of those where Josh Allen goes out there and throws five interceptions, then it's I don't think it's as hot. So Because he's had a history of making – Bad decisions when it's really tight and he can influence the game the most besides preparation before the game.
2: Mike Tom has been saying it a bunch these last few weeks. Scared money don't make money or something like that. I think I might have butchered it. Doesn't yeah. matter. Scared money don't make scared no money. money don't make no money. Okay, very good. Do you think Sean McDermott coaches
3: like a guy who's on the hot seat in this game? Like do you think I, the pressure gets to him? I'll say this, and from the guy that interviewed him was he is so overly prepared. That if something comes that he didn't prepare for, he's not a guy that can think on his feet. Hmm. He's not a guy that can ad lib or a guy that can. As long as he, if he's gone through these scenarios before the whole week and practice it and understand, if I, this is happening, I'm going to do this, this, and that. And a perfect example is we'd ask him a question in the interview, and he had his book. He'd go to the page in the book and be like, "Okay, this is this and that," which means you're prepared. But again, there's going to be some curveballs out there, and. The best saying I've always heard, best thing I've heard was a saying from Mike Tomlin You have to have a plan, but be light on your feet. And I don't know if he's light on his feet. And he's been proven that in clutch situations in big games, that he's not light on his feet.
4: So, with Mike Tomlin knowing him very well, they went to college together. Obviously, we know the story. Do you expect Mike Tomlin to throw curveballs? Do you expect him to do something that. He does, it's like knowing your brother. You know, yeah. It's like your brother, your older brother or your younger brother. You know him very well, but sometimes you throw him that curveball, it's like, whoa, I caught you off guard, and you didn't see that coming. Do you expect that from Mike Tallman in a game like this, or do you expect him to be conservative and kind of just play the structure that we think that the Steelers are going to play?
3: I think he's just going to say, hey, this is what got us here. We're having success right now. We're going to physically try to run the ball down your throat and then beat you over top every once. I mean, once in a while. Don't overthink it. Because if you try to overthink it and it's wrong, people are like, come on, coach. What are you doing? Don't over- don't be a coach. That's all. That should be the motto. Coach, don't be a coach to this game.
2: Mike Vrabel was fired yesterday. I want to get into that situation because there's a lot of people saying, well, everyone wants Vrabel now. It seems like everyone wants this guy. He's a hot commodity. Why didn't they trade him? I want to ask you about that coming up next, Doug. But just real quick. As a big time favorite, Buffalo, ten point favorite right now, and I'd hammer that line, Steelers fans. I love it. I love the Steelers covering the spread here. When you see that there could be the lake effect coming in, Mm -hmm. like you put together the team, you know you're better. You you ticked off? Are you pissed that you? Oh, there's gonna be snow. It's gonna bring. It's gonna maybe bring us down.
3: No. No, no, that actually goes into their favor because they have been running lately, and think about this five game winning streak they're on. Cook has been phenomenal. And guess what? You have another unbelievable rushing threat, Josh yeah. Allen. So it actually plays into their favor if it either way. And if it's Gusty, his arm can cut through that mm. win. So mm-hmm. that's why when we were looking at quarterbacks when I was there, that's one of those things. Can he play in the elements that we'll have to be able to play in? And he can. So – they're not worried about that whatsoever. They're looking at it as a, a, a in their favor, actually.
2: Okay, so I do want to get to the Vrabel thing, and then you talking there about the elements and the running game. I have a couple of questions on that as well. We don't have enough time with Doug. No. We Good don't. thing we're doing a show with him Friday from six until eight. That Doran wasn't invited to. Text line brought to you by Eggerslander and Associates, a personal injury law firm. Where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for
1: hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
2: Doug Whaley with us until the end of the show. I want to get into Vrabel and trading coaches and the coaching carousel with you, but let's stick with Steelers bills on Sunday real quick, Doug. What do you do to slow Josh Allen down, the running game in particular? Because he is, he's Cam Newton, man. Yeah. He blows people over. He's incredible to watch. What do you do to slow that particular element of his game down?
3: And it's one of those things where the outside linebackers with Highsmith, Golden, Herbig, if they are even with him on their in his pass depth, that is bad because mm-hmm. he's leaving, just like his DB. And a DB and wide receiver running down the field and the wide receiver's even with the DB, they're throwing the rock because he's leaving. So if you get to his depth and you see those lanes that open up, He's just going to step up and go right or left, and then that's where he's dangerous because the wide receivers go on the scramble route, so you have to plaster and try to hold up, and then he's the threat to run. So I would not be – I would be very conservative with my rush, as in I would make sure I'm not as deep as him, but I'd also put it on Austin and Mike T to help design pressures coming from different angles. And and to reduce those running lanes that he can have when he's trying to scramble. Yeah,
4: that's that's the thing though, and we were talking about it like how we talking about the other day, how do you stop Josh Allen? And you know, you brought up pressure and blitzing him, and that that's kind of the case too. It's like if you miss on your blitz, but, yeah, it's over. So what you're what you're saying is having almost a controlled blitz of securing every gap. Yeah, you know yes. wh- whether it's you know cross stunts and stuff of that nature, knowing that somebody else is going to wrap around and, and and control that gap. That could be a, a component to stopping him, but it has to be a controlled pressure.
3: Exactly. It's not I'm trying to go hell-bent to get to this guy. It's like I'm going to be in my gap, hold it, and make sure. Now, here's the second part of this. Getting that big sucker down. That too. Oh, it's like Russell's Tackling it's like this guy. Bad. Yes. That's one of those things people don't think about. You can be there and everything, but think how many times these broken tackles run people over, jump over people. And then have somebody hanging on him and still throwing the rock, sixty yards. Think about how much bigger he is than Herbig. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. incredible. He's, he's a defensive end. He's his as
4: biggest as T.J. Watt.
3: Yeah. yeah,
2: he's a monster. Yeah, about ten pounds lighter. What about pressure up the middle? Like, so if you're kind of doing the what mush rush kind of thing, if you—is that am I, my am I utilizing the football term correctly? No, okay, whatever. So you're, <laughs> you're you're doing that kind of deal. Two football guys here. You're doing that kind of deal. If you're gonna get pressure on him as a passer, are you mm-hmm. thinking that's coming more than up the middle? If, the, I, if you need to have your integrity on the on the edges, like are you trying to bring some of those blitzes up the middle? Or I would is it rather, just about Cam winning his one-on-ones if he gets them?
4: I, I would rather bring pressure up the middle because that does condense the lanes. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather him have to scramble out of the pocket left or right than scramble up in the pocket. pocket exactly. Because okay. he
3: goes up in the pocket and breaks right or left, then that's a shorter point to where he needs to go. If he's got to turn, do the pirouette, the 360, and, and run out, and around, then that gives you more time for the the rush and the pursuit to get to him. One more strategic
2: question here for you guys. Do you ever go into a game, Doug, and say, well, maybe we'll play a little small. We'll, maybe we'll play a little bit more dime, especially with now the number of safeties you have. Let them run. Let them run. Limit their possessions. Limit our possessions. We want to run the football. Shorten the game. Kind of let them run a little bit on you. Because I know I, Bill Belichick's done that to the Steelers. Like when, no. when oh, who was the running back? that they kept tossing it to in the Joe Hayden game. Jalen Samuels. Samuels. Right. They didn't care. They did that guy wasn't going to break the game. Now they're better at running back than the Steelers were right. with Jalen Samuels, but like I, I think that's a viable strategy, but I want to hear it from a football guy.
4: It's very Doug, it's very Yeah, I, I see what you're where you're going there. It's very uh shaky because of their tight ends. And yes. if you're gonna run dime, usually that dime player is going to be on a you know on the slot or an athletic tight end to slow them down. But if you if you were to do that, you would want to have to think that the dime player, if it were, say, make a switch to the dime guy, to be a spy, mm-hmm. yes. and maybe have somebody else cover Dalton Kincaid or, or Dawson Not Knox, nice. but like you're flirting with danger yeah. either way.
3: Well, I'll say two things. One is, if you do that, you better be very confident that you can stop him in the red zone and keep him the field goals. And my second point is, I would, if I'm Buffalo, I'm going a heavy dose of 12 personnel. One running back, two tight ends. And if you go dime, I'm shrinking it and I'm running it. And if you go base, then I'm splitting those guys out. So, Knox, Kincaid, who, who are you covering? With uh, Diggs, and then I know Gabriel Davis is out. I think he's going to be out with that knee. What is it, Shakir? Shakir, yeah. Let's, let, let's play that game. Where are you matching? Who's matching up with who? Yeah, the old only- And Cook in the background field with Josh Allen.
2: Yeah, I mean, when you say it that way, the the, the the most confident I oddly feel is Joey Porter Jr. against Diggs. Diggs has not been complaining lately. If you go back, like fantasy owners are complaining about Diggs. The numbers haven't been what they were before, and he's not complaining. I don't think he's 100%. That's just a working theory I have, but I don't think he's 100%. I'd do
3: it the opposite. I'd double. The, uh, I, I would put Porter on Shakir. Okay. And then I double Diggs, because Porter can definitely shut down Shakir, okay. and then you definitely shut down Diggs with the double team. Now Porter and Diggs, it might be 50 You may, I mean, he may not shut them down completely, but Diggs is going to get something. But if you double him, you, you, now you're taking two guys out. Now you got to worry about the running game and the two tight ends.
2: All right, coming up next, let's get into that coaching carousel. I, Doran and I were surprised when Vrabel got canned yesterday, and I was also surprised they didn't, they didn't try to find a trade. This is a commodity. People are rightfully, I think, outraged that he's out there right now. Diana Rossini had an interesting report regarding that. We'll get to that coming up next with Doug Whaley. Now, Diana Rossini <laughs> from The Athletic. Conversations that can't be had on the air. Dan- Diana Rossini from The <laughs> Athletic. I be careful here. Be careful here, Crowley. She tweeted this out after Vrabel was let go yesterday. Quote, the Titans believe trading Vrabel was too complicated it would take too long, per sources. They wanted to move on quickly. I was told Vrabel never asked ownership for a trader asked out of Tennessee. Too complicated? Would take too long? What?
3: We're, we're talking about the direction of a franchise here. How complicated would it be? Like, does that tweet make sense to you? The only way it makes t- sense is if they have somebody already in mind that they're ready to do a deal with, and they'll go through the charade, of interviewing all these people, but they have a deal already set. And he said, hey, get this done. I want this done quick. I don't want to be waiting around for you guys to do this trade and all this stuff. So that's the only way. If if, if they don't have somebody in mind and already pseudo had a deal done, then that's really malpractice by the ownership.
4: If you're Ohio State, do you reach out to Vrabel? Brian Day obviously is a pretty good coach. We've talked about this earlier. Um, if you're Vrabel, on the other side too, would you think about taking the route of Jim Harbaugh? Look what just happened. I mean, go back to your alma mater, win the national championship, prove that you could coach at both levels. Uh, you're a coach of the year in the NFL two years ago. If you're variable, would you think about that? And if you're Ohio State, would you reach out to? him?
3: I, I, I if I'm Ohio State, I'm with well, Gene Smith retiring after this year. I'm giving Day one more year and saying variable, go to media. Hang out for a year. You still got design. We'll see what happens after that. Or go be a consultant somewhere or take a don't take a head job. And then you're our guy after that. Now obviously it depends on who the new AD is, but that if I'm Gene Smith, hey, if I'm hiring you, this is what you're going to do with our next football, with our football program. If they loses the Michigan again or doesn't get where we need it to be as the Ohio State. Go after Vable and that's going to be a requisite for you getting the job. Yeah. He just – Ryan Day just loses all the games you,
2: you can't lose at Ohio State. Yeah, Michigan. Like, yeah, you, right. I mean, that's really it. That's it. And then in the
3: playoffs, I think he's got one playoff
2: win and, I,
3: and losses otherwise. And this is before you guys' uh, time, but Cooper, he was there at Ohio State, had an unbelievable run but could never beat Michigan and got fired. Yeah. Wait, you know, uh, did, did the Titans get this wrong?
4: Do you think that they could, you know, because sometimes, and you know better than anybody, sometimes ownership steps in and, you know, they're thinking in a different realm than actual football. And from the comments I've read and former teammates and teammates that had played for Vrabel, everybody loved
3: him and believed what he was preaching. Do you think, do you think they got this, they're going to get this wrong? It's hard to say because you're not in the building. Now, the way he communicates and handles his players may be different than the way he communicates and handles the rest of the front office and i read something from struck or what amy the yeah yeah, Strunk. she was basically saying we want somebody that is more collaborative in the efforts to building this going forward and if you look at where he came from he cut his teeth from new england that's not a collaborative place so that kind of reading between the lines it was hey this is how we're doing it and do it this way or that's it now again. When he's talking to the players, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. So that that's where there, there's two sides to every story. So he's going back to New, to New England. Well, let's get into that real quick because we don't have a
2: lot of time here. The 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Route 19 and Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. We'll do it this way. Panthers, Falcons, Patriots, Chargers, Raiders, Titans are the open jobs right now. I might mm-hmm. be missing one or two. But of those, where would you want to land if you're a head coach? And w-
3: which one would you rank last? I'd say I want to land in the Chargers because Chargers because of the quarterback, Raiders number two because you could have complete control. The, you would probably wouldn't even have to answer to the owner unless he's, he asked not to get you a bowl cut. The last <laughs> one would be Carolina yeah, just because you have to deal with an owner that believes he's smarter than everybody else in that sports how hard can it be when i amassed billions being smarter than everybody else but sports is a total different ball game
2: you did say you get hired by carolina you might get paid not to work really soon oh absolutely which that ain't always a bad thing either not at all you're about to do that for three weeks you're darn right buddy look at you doug friday six until eight six until eight you me donnie football doing a show is donnie bringing wings better be boneless <laughs> cook and joe up next fan weather brought to you by sun chevy 2024 starts with great incentives on the trailblazer blazer equinox and silverado sun Hi today 43
0: <sighs> spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too